Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. He's Greg, I'm Nick. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens, your one-stop shopping for 75 high-quality vitamins to help you start your day right. And also, betonline.ag, fastest, easiest way to bet on sports. Uh, before we get into DeMar Hamlin and, of course, the Bills-Patriots game coming up this weekend, Greg, I see that lovely hoodie that you're wearing today. Can we, can we actually finally give... High and Bloom and the Red Sox, at least some credit that we don't have to watch Raphael Devers uh, be traded away or walk away like we've seen John Lester, Mookie Betts, and Xander Bogarts. I mean, one out of four isn't bad, right? Can you play in the majors <laughs> batting one for four? Um, yeah, as I was telling you before we came on, I said I think this is the extent of my Red Sox optimism, um, and it's January. So uh, I figured I'd get the hoodie in now. Um, plus, I'm a little cold um, since I lost the weight. I'm freaking cold all the time. Like now I really yeah. hate New England. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, uh, <laughs> the the pessimist, the cynic in me wonders, you know, how much John Henry getting booed at the Winter Classic, which I was at, I covered uh, for BSJ, had something to do with it. The timing is definitely interesting. Um, I'm all for it. If that caused John Henry to go back and be like, Oh, that's it. We need to, we need to sign Devers. Just get it done. (laughs) Like after what happened at the winter classic, I'm all for that. Um, but you know, at least it's nice. There's some good news, uh, for the Red Sox for once this off season. I really, Nick, I'm sure you felt the same way. I was just, if they didn't get this done before spring training, I was not looking forward to a whole nother season of, are they going to trade him? When are they going to trade him? Is he going to leave him free agency like like Xander did? Like all that stuff. Like at least now they can get on with, all right, let's figure out shortstop. Let's, you know, figure out some things and, and augment this team more than 56-year-old Corey Kluber. And uh, <laughs> let's see if they can actually feel the competitive baseball team this year. I will say this was as close as I've ever been to just – literally writing off the Red Sox as somebody who has grown up and spent, you know, 40 years watching this team and following this team and rooting for this team. And of course, you know, the the media part of me criticizing the team when need be and the fan part of me criticizing when need be. I was close. Uh, Honestly, if, if they did not get this Devers deal done and he ended up leaving via trade or or walking like Xander, I, I don't know if I could have survived that one. And I'm just, I'm glad they actually, you know, 
got this deal done. Devers is outstanding. And hopefully this is the begin the, the, the beginning of kind of resetting what the Red Sox are, which is a major market team that makes tons of money that should be spending money instead of trying to put band-aids on wounds on, on, on big, deep, you know, non-flesh wounds. Uh, so hopefully that is the beginning uh, of the process. So yes, I, I can be happy for a couple of days to say that Devers is going to be a Red Sox for the next decade. That feels good uh, to say, all right, let's jump to uh, let's jump to DeMar Hamlin because this feels good too, Greg. Um, we've got some positive news this morning. So he is reportedly neurologically intact. And I was watching a video from ESPN and uh, the reporter's name escapes me. So I apologize, but uh, he was talking about how, you know, what neurologically intact means. It means that you are, you know, you're showing movement with purpose, so to speak, and you are able to respond to certain commands. And so, you know, DeMar Hamlin's eyes are open. He is squeezing the hands of his loved ones and he is, you know, responding to the commands from doctors. And and it sounds like uh, this is pretty much as good as you could hope for, given the circumstances, just kind of your quick thoughts about the, the good news we heard this morning about DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. I just think it's, I just think it's amazing. I mean, to, and, you know, a testament to, uh, the, you know, the trainers that were on site, the emergency personnel, um, the action plan that the NFL had. And and I was reading something about because of what happened to the professional soccer player who went into cardiac arrest. I think it was last year. Yeah. Uh, yep. They changed some of their protocols and how they do things. And, and you know, Albert Breer and a couple other reporters um, have pointed out Bill's as, assistant athletic trainer, Denny Kellington. Uh, as the man who administered CPR so quickly uh, to DeMar Hamlin and, you know, to go from, you know, look, he was clinically dead at least for some period of time on the field on Monday night. And, you know, by Thursday to be making the kind of progress that we're hearing is just um, amazing. And, you know, I'm just um, thankful for the people that have been involved and, and, you know, and it's sort of the best case scenario for the NFL and the Bills that it seems like, fingers crossed, that, you know, he's he's increasingly out of the woods. And, um, you know, and I think that will lead to a sense of normalcy as much as possible uh, for everyone going forward, especially the Buffalo Bills, who um, are understandably thinking of their of their brother and uh, teammate. Yeah, it was it was really good news this morning, as good as you could hope for. Um, so so now the question is, what happens with the football side of this? Uh, the Bills had a walkthrough yesterday. Um, they are set to practice today. Um, Bill Belichick spoke with the media, Greg, today. The Patriots will also speak uh, to the media today. I thought Bill was was good. Uh, regarding the the Hamlin situation, he said that he texted Sean McDermott. He did not go into detail what that conversation was, but he he did say that he reached out to Coach McDermott um, to kind of share his thoughts about the situation. Just your thoughts uh, here on on trying to transition back. If we we have no word that the game is at one p.m. for now, right? So it's Sunday at one for now. Uh, from what you hear from the NFL, it doesn't sound like they've totally ruled out the idea of maybe kicking this game back, postponing it a day or two. But for right now, just your thoughts 
about the transition. I, I don't know how you want to break it down. If you want to go Bills, Patriots, and then kind of NFL, but the transition for especially the Bills to get back to football after what happened on Monday night. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Bill Belichick was really good uh, today, uh, as yeah. I expected him to be. Um, you know, I, I figured he would, you know, talk to people and, and draw on some of his own first person experiences, which he did talk about um, an incident where he was on the field where uh, a player was paralyzed, and you know, he has he has spoken to you know other coaches. Uh, he relied on Troy Brown and Gerard Mayo. Um, you know, two of his former players on staff because, you know, Bill's like, I I haven't played at this level. I don't know what it takes. And, and um, I, you know, I figured he would do all this stuff, like, you know, have, you know, uh, Troy Brown, probably Gerard Mayo, uh, Slater, McCourty, those guys sort of, you know, set the tone. But, you know, I think it's when it comes to these guys, and I know it's it's going to sound odd to just normal lay people who – you know, aren't involved with the NFL professional football um, to the level that we are. But, um, you know, getting back on the Packers field, back, back into your routine and focused on that, on an opponent, on an upcoming game plan. And it's, this goes for the, the Bills as well. It brings a sense of normalcy. These guys are yeah. they're unbelievable creatures of habit. I mean, every week is basically the same, the same timing. They don't like it when they have, say, a Thursday night game or a Monday night game or what have you, and things get off. And and I, I you know, it, it's like I said, it's going to sound a little cold and a little strange, but you know, the Bills, you know, they walked through yesterday. They're practicing as we speak right now. Um, that's going to help them. Um, and, and help them move forward. And, you know, while the, all the thoughts are on uh, DeMar Hamlin, um, they are going to need to move forward because the NFL season is going to continue here um, very shortly. You know, they talked to DeMar's dad via Zoom. I'm sure there were some sen sentiments about, you know, going forward and, um, you know, and playing for DeMar, which I'm sure he would, he would want. Um, he, he didn't work as hard as he did to get where he did and where this team did to all of a sudden, like say, okay, well, you know, football is not important. And, you know, it's not as important as DeMar's health, but it is important to these guys. It's what they do and why they do these things. Um, so, um, I'll be interested to see what happens with Bill's Patriots Sunday at one still seems a little soon to me. Um, you know, maybe yeah. the evening Monday you run into the national championship game. So they would have to play that game at four or 5 PM. If they, if they pushed it then, um, which I think they would need to make a decision probably by tonight on whether they're going to do that. Um, I assume the NFL is taking a lot of cues from the bills. So them coming off the practice field today and seeing where they are, how they handle the media today. Cause I think they will meet with the media. Uh, all that will factor into the decision. Um, but you know, football will be played in, in, a, in a weird in a weird way. It'll bring people a lot of comfort and clo not closure because, you know, DeMar's going to be battling this um, for a long time. But I think it will help people move in the right direction. Yeah, I think, look, we, we've all had certain ordeals and, and I don't know how deep of of a traumatic situation that you know certain people individuals listening to this podcast have been in and and, and gone to work and, and kind of gotten through it by finding that routine I can just say you know I'm a, I'm a very routine oriented person I'm OCD and I find comfort 
in, in following my routine day to day. And it, it kind of drops my anxiety. Again, this is a very difficult situation, what they saw on Monday night. I do think the news this morning does set at least some comfort level for those teammates and, and the people that know DeMar that, again, it was really good news this morning. So, you know, I, I think that would lean us towards, hey, we're going to play some football at some point over the next few days, whether it's Sunday or it's Monday or it's Tuesday. I don't know. I agree with you. Sunday at one o'clock still feels like a, a pretty quick turnaround for the Bills. I do wonder if the NFL is going to kick that back later on Sunday or whatever they got to figure out. It'll be interesting to see. One more thing I did want to mention because, you know, you talked about how players will compartmentalize and, and how they'll, they'll handle this thing mentally. I found it very telling. Kyle Shanahan spoke with the media this week, and he was asked about how the Niners handled it. And he said that they, they brought in each player kind of on an individual basis. They did not necessarily talk to the team as one big group. And the most telling thing that he said was, that they, they, you know, offered all of the help they can offer. Right. And Bill, Bill Belichick talked about that this, this morning about the idea of, you know, psychiatrists and, and chaplains and everybody that is within the organization that can help you spiritually and mentally get through something like this. Um, the teams offer to the players and Shanahan, while saying that he said, you know, but really most of the help wasn't for the players. Shanahan said, most of the help that, that we gave and offered, it, it ended up going to the wives. And I thought that was mm -hmm. such a, an interesting, fascinating and yeah. telling comment that, you know, because we immediately, all of us think, you know, you saw what you saw, that's your teammate, you play the game, it's physical, it's violent, it's gotta go through your head, hey man, that could happen to me at any given moment. And as you said, you know, football players, hockey players, you know, Jake DeBrusque scores two goals in the winter classic with playing on a fractured fibula, just a freak. Yep. These guys are wound differently. And I, I just thought it was incredibly revealing when Shanahan said it wasn't necessarily the players that needed most of the help. It, it was the wives, the, the, the women that care for these men, the women that have to watch these men's put their watch these men put their bodies on the line week in and week out. That was just a, a kind of chilling, somber note of like, yeah, man, like it, we, we say it all the time, but sometimes we overlook it. Like the, these guys do have families, they have wives, they have girlfriends, they have kids and the emotional toll on the women that are, you know, in these relationships that have to worry about, you know, their men going through what DeMar Hamlin went through. I, I just thought that was a very telling and, and fascinating comment from Kyle Shanahan this week. Um, yeah, when when we look at the game, one thing on that, um, you know, I, I uh, you know, I was on NBC Sports Boston, like immediately after this happened, it was pre-planned. I was coming in. I mean, uh, but, you know, we ended up talking about um, obviously about what was going on with Hamlin and, and the game uh, for a full hour on NBC Sports Boston. And one of the things one of the first things I said was. Um, this is going to lead to a lot of um, uncomfortable um, and important discussions in NFL homes right now, you know, as we're going on. And that's what I meant. Um, you know, it's one thing for these players. It's another thing for these, these families. And, and over my 20 year career covering the NFL, uh, I'm constantly amazed, impressed by um by you know what these uh significant others go through whether it's uh coaches wives or players wives um 
you know, during the season. And, and, you know, a, a lot of these women are just basically left on their own. They're almost like army spouses. Um, and I think this incident probably brought that home even more that, um, you know, when they, when their husband goes off to work, there's a chance they might not come back. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think this, um, they, we often forget about it, but I think this brought it home for a, a, a lot of people, especially probably some of the younger wives who it's been some time since they've likely had to deal with, um, this type of serious episode. And, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. And, and it does not surprise me to hear, uh, Shanahan say that. All right. So as far as the uh, Patriots go at practice today, uh, John o. Smith, Marcus Jones, both returned from their, from their concussion issues. So uh, that is good news. John o. and Marcus on the field, uh, more Marcus Jones than John o., honestly, because as we've talked about, John o. has not played as big a role as we thought he would and, and, and hoped that he could, but Marcus Jones has been gigantic um, in all three phases, as Belichick would say, especially over the past month, month and a half. So that's good. Both those guys back on the field. But before we get into the game, Greg, and look at the Bills and, and Patriots matchup, just kind of your your quick look and synopsis of the AFC um, seating situation and solutions. Um, today, Mike Florio said that he expects the NFL to make an announcement that the Bengals-Bills game from Monday night will be ruled a no contest just kind of not getting too deep into the weeds, but what do you think this looks like as the NFL tries to put together? I saw some of your tweets from NFL.com yesterday where you had the uh, standings and all of a sudden the Patriots and the bills had a tie. Um, just yeah. what's, what's going on now in the NFL? Uh, I, I don't know. And Nick, I wish I could offer any sort of insight. I don't think, I mean, Florio goes back and forth by the minute. Um, you know, saying like at first he thinks it's going to go by it's going to go by winning percentage and then they might split the buy to they might um, they might add uh, an eighth seed. Like, you know, I mean, what's going on? I my my biggest thing going into this week is, um, you know, while certainly, you know, Hamlin's health is first and foremost, like, look, the NFL is going to be played. A Super Bowl champion is going to be crowned at some point. And teams have been battling or, or have been working for months uh, to get to this point in the season. Um, I'm, and maybe I'm naive, but I'm all about as much competitive integrity as possible. If they come out and say the Bengals bills is a no contest, that's fine. I just don't want them to announce any sort of decision on how they're going to do things. Because yeah, it affects everything. It affects, I mean, if, if they say, if they come out and say it's a no contest, we're going strictly by winning percentage. If the Raiders, if the Chiefs beat the Raiders on Saturday, the Bills can't get the number one seed in that case. And so now all of a sudden the Patriots don't have to, you know, the Bills could, you know, play their backups or sit Josh Allen. Like, is that fair to the Dolphins, the Steelers, um, you know, and whoever else, uh, you know, I don't think so. Why should the Patriots have an advantage where, you know, the best team in their division, they only really need to play once where, you know, they're, they're basically given a victory in the other side, the Jets and the Dolphins had to play them twice at full strength. The Jets beat them once. I think Dolphins beat them once. Um, why should the, why should the Patriots be given a leg up? Um, 
you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm naive. People don't understand it. Felger didn't understand it. Like, say all the teams win this weekend. You know, in my mind, you know, by winning percentage, yes, the Chiefs are the number one seed. But, you know, if that game's declared a no contest, um, you know, they're in the, the Chiefs and the Bills would be in a virtual tie. I mean, they'd just be the, yeah. the one game they didn't play that would give the Chiefs advantage. And in that case, we know the Bills beat the Chiefs this season at Kansas City. You know, to me, I don't know, maybe I'm I'm an idiot, but to me, it seems pretty simple for, all right, you know, the, the seeding all remains the same how it worked out. But in terms of the top seed, I'm Roger Goodell. I'm intervening and saying, the Bills are the number one seed. They, those two teams were basically closely aligned, almost in a virtual tie. I'm giving it to the Bills because they won on the field in Kansas City this year, and they earned that right uh, over Buffalo. But I mean, over Kansas City. So, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but I, I just don't like any scenario where the Bills are basically penalized for what happened on Monday night. I just don't agree with that at all. Maybe the Bills, you know, and I've heard this, the, people are going to think the Bills don't care. And and they'll be like, you know, things are more important. We'll beat anybody, any place. That's great and all, but uh, and I guess they should take the Bills' cue on this. But I still think, um, I still think, you know, they there's a way, there's a common sense way through this. And I don't think, you know, adding another playoff team at this rate, where the Titans just sat everybody, knowing like it was a one game and in situation. Yeah. Now it's not. I mean that. That doesn't make any sense either. I agree with you. Uh, before we get to Bills, Patriots, let's talk about Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to make sure I was getting all the vitamins and nutritional supplements I needed in one place. Now I've been on it for six months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It's kind of a mild tropical taste, a little minty, and I actually look forward to it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things you're looking for. I take it first thing in the morning. It's now part of my routine, and I'd be lost without it. I love how it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. And it does. I'm telling you, it does. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Bedard to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, Greg. From a strictly football standpoint, how do you think the Bills will approach this game, given some of the backdrop and context you just gave? Uh, how do they kind of approach this guys they're playing, how much they play them, et cetera. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot of it comes down to, um, you know, is there, do they know, you know, what we just talked about, do they know what is really at stake for them if they win this game or lose this game? Do they know that ahead going into the game? Um, let's just say the NFL which I have a hard time seeing, but let's just say they don't announce anything. They say, we're not going to resume Bills-Bengals 
we're going to play out this weekend and then we're going to figure things out. Um, you know, and also the other, the other part of the coin is uh, the bills wouldn't know whether they have a buy or not. How much do they want to sit people, you know, because if they do have a buy, you know, they only played a quarter against the Bengals. If they sit Josh Allen against the Patriots, he's sitting out a game. Then they have a bye week. That's almost three full weeks of not playing football. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody really wants that. Um, and, I, you know, I was trying to look back. I looked back to last year, but I could, it looked like, you know, there was a bunch of seedings. I think the Bills ended up being the three seed or the two seed in the AFC last year. Um, I know Josh Allen played the whole game um, last year. I, to me, I think if I'm Sean McDermott, what all my team went through, um, and there's also the whole, they're playing at home. There's going to be a lot of thought. It's going to be very emotional. DeMar Hamlin, the the bills will probably say, we want to go out there and play for DeMar. And plus we need to get our work in. I think Josh Allen and the starters are at least playing a half in this game. Even if there's nothing at stake, uh, part of me thinks that plays into how the Patriots now play the bills, which is, we're just going to hang back and we don't want to give up any big plays. And we want, you know, to keep it as low scoring as possible and hope that we score a touchdown or two and get a return touchdown. And that's how we win this game against a team that we know we're clearly overmatched by physically. But I, I think, you know, I, I think, I think Sean McDermott plays it straight out at least for a half and then sort of assesses the situation um, as it goes on. And I, I'm not sure what to make of that as far as the Patriots are concerned. Yeah. What an incredible challenge, um, a difficult, difficult challenge for the bills. I mean, when, when you really look at this from 30,000 feet, what they just went through Monday night, what they've gone through all week, as we talked about earlier, these, these conversations with family members and wives and significant others and, and kids and that part of it. Right. And then you're, you know, three, four days away from playing a football game and you don't really have any clarity as to how this game is going to affect your postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, and you're coming off of a game, as you just mentioned, Greg, that you played like one quarter of football. I mean, th- this is, this is such a, a very difficult set of circumstances for the bills going into the final week of the regular season. Man, I don't know how Sean McDermott's going to do it, but I will tell you, you know, if if this team is able to make this run, I, I think that says an awful lot about Sean McDermott as a leader of men and, and his ability to get these guys back together and to deal with all of these, you know, mitigating circumstances as far as what their seat is going to be. I mean, like like we talked about, if if the Chiefs somehow end up being the one seed and the bills don't get the buy. They don't get home field throughout because they end up with a no contest after they beat the chiefs this year, just to mentally deal with that um, and be able to say, all right, screw it. Let's just focus on the task at hand. I mean, this, this is just, this really is unprecedented. I think what the, what the bills are going through right now on so many different levels and It'll be interesting. Now, as far as the Patriots, look, we we broke down this matchup going back a few weeks ago. Every, everybody knows what the Bills have to offer. Um, you know, Josh Allen is difficult with his ability to extend plays, his mobility. 
Um, obviously Patriots inability to slow down running quarterbacks, dual threat quarterbacks has been documented a million times. We have all of the injury issues. My, my overall thought, honestly, going into this game, Greg is like, I'm going to look at this optimistically last week. I said, you know, the best thing, and I still feel this way, the best thing for the Patriots in the long term was to lose out, try to get a top 10 pick and kind of reset in the off season. Well, they won last week. So now, now you're sitting at eight and eight, you might as well go out and try to win this damn football game on Sunday. You know, the, the difference between winning and losing for the pick is not going to be, you know, astronomical. You might be able to gain a couple of spots, but you know, now you look at this and say, Hey, they, they got a chance this, this team has their own destiny in their hands and that's cliche, but it's true. And you know, it'd be nice to see these guys go out there and play a good football team and play a, a good football game against that team and give themselves a chance to get to the postseason. Even I'm not telling you that they're a good team. Greg and I have talked about it. I'm just going to try to stay away from all the negativity because we, we, I mean, it is what it is. We, we know what this football team is by week 18. So I'm going to kind of look at this and say, who cares? They, they've got nothing to lose. If you lose by 20, it's, Hey, they are who we thought they were, right? The old, the old green comment in the post game. If they come up with a win, holy crap, they, they beat the bills. They get to the playoffs, you know, let's, let's see what, what's, you know, some, some, maybe something fluky happens and they can win a playoff game. That That's kind of how I'm looking at it now. It's like, it is what it is. We know what this team is. We know the challenges they've had. We know the mistakes they've made on and off the field, but at the end of the day, they are eight and eight. They have a chance to get to the playoffs and let's see if these guys can kind of, you know, sack up and have a, have a really good game whenever this thing gets played. Yeah, I mean, I, I I tend to agree with you. I mean, you know, even though I said I think it was on last week's pod where I'm like, this season can't end fast enough. I'm sick of watching this team. I mean, that's that's my own personal uh, opinion as far as watching the offense. And, you know, we all know this team isn't winning the Super Bowl. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more looking forward to how the Patriots um, recover from this season, but that doesn't mean that that that's no comment directly on the games and what they're doing. I think there's always value in um, there's always value in competing. And especially when they have younger guys on this team, um, you know, they have a, 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 a decent for once for the first time in a long time, they have a decent layer of young players on this team, um, including it's promising to hear Marcus Jones is back and, you know, guys like, you know, Christian Barmore and, you know, getting Mac Jones into a, like, this is a playoff situation um, in any sport, in any uh, circumstance, I am all for putting players in pressure situation, do or die. You got to win playoffs or bust against, especially against a good opponent, because you never know how that might shape a player going forward. So absolutely. I think that the, this is valuable for the Patriots. And in fact, you know, my big sort of takeaway going into this game is, um, and it's similar to last week, um, you know, that we talked about going into that game against the Dolphins and, and some of it played out, some of it didn't, but, you know, just let it all hang out. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, you know, I, I don't want to yep. see another game against Buffalo where Bill's just playing not to get blown out. And I think that's, remember the last time they played the Bills, that was the, our quick game effing sucks. Let's 
you know, let's throw the ball, that sort of thing, where, you know, the Patriots are down 17-7 and they punt on fourth and six from their own, like, 47-yard line with 12 minutes left down three scores. And, you know, they're down or they're down 17-7 in the first half and they're still going with, like, little screens here and there. And, you know, because they're afraid that, you know, they might get sacked or might get a turnover. Like, enough of that bull crap. Like, this is a team in your division – um, you have good players on this, some good players on this team. Um, I think Mac Jones has made progress um, in the last about month of the season and the passing offense. Is it perfect? No. Um, does their running game stink? And I actually, Nick, while I'm thinking of it, one of the things from watching the film a little bit more closely the past couple of days, I'm worried about Ramondre Stevenson as far as dead legs. Like I have mm. him. He's now four consecutive weeks where I have him at a rating of either zero or negative. And he only yeah. had his lowest rating before this, this season was one uh, zero rating for me. Everything else was positive. So you worry about, but Damian Harris is back, maybe more of the load, but just the big thing is, is like, just freaking go for it. See, you know, it's, it's about next year. Anyways, see what these guys are capable of, you know, maybe put Marcus Jones on offense a little bit more. Um, you know, give Mac Jones a little bit more to do, uh, you know, get, get Kendrick Bourne out there more, uh, you know, Tyquan Thornton obviously plays all the time now, even though I don't think he really needs to, but you know, just let it all hang out and let these guys, they battled for now. This is going to be the 17th game. They've been at this for a long time. Let the players play and let them determine the game. Yeah. And, you know, if they go down swinging, they go down swinging, but at least you tried. And, and at least you're seeing possibly what, what's inside some of these guys going forward. Yeah. It's uh, you brought up Stevenson quickly. You know, I tweeted that last Sunday during the game uh, at Nick C radio, by the way, on Twitter at Nick C radio, I tweeted the the idea of like Stevenson wasn't really a, a huge part of the game plan last weekend. He didn't get a ton of snaps. Uh, you, we saw Harris in the game a decent amount. And I questioned that on Twitter and I'll actually credit Cam and Taunton. Cam, I'm giving you some, some love here, buddy. So uh, embrace it for this, for this five seconds. But Cam actually heard uh, the, the broadcast team. I missed this, but the broadcast team mentioned that during their conversations with Stevenson in preparation for this game, Stevenson admitted that he was gassed, that he was feeling fatigued. He said that? So, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. They, they, so, yeah so, um, you know, if, if Stevenson is telling the broadcast crew he's feeling fatigued, then he's dead ass tired. He, yeah. he's, he's done. Players don't usually admit that publicly. And if he said that, uh, maybe he, he was hoping they'd keep it confidential. But I would not be surprised, as you said, the legs, the legs are pretty much dead after all he's done this season for them. Uh, we were going to talk about Duggar. We'll, we'll save that for, for some other time. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention one more thing and now it's going to drive me crazy. Um, and I, I get off on the Stevenson thing. Um, ah, it's going to well, drive I'll me tell the nuts. people about bet online while you're waiting, bet online okay, remains your number one source for bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from the NFL bowl season, uh, to esports and soccer. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
here's what I was going to say. An analogy for the Patriots, when you look at their approach against the Bills the last time and going into this weekend, it's like the the Patriots are the buttoned-up, khaki-wearing businessman, cubicle dude who is about to go on a bachelor party. And, you know, the Patriots were all the last game. They showed up at the bachelor party, and they were still all buttoned up with their khakis, and they, they couldn't really let loose and have fun. This weekend, let it rip. You're going to Vegas with the boys. Let it rip. Do, do, you've, got, you've got nothing to lose. You live once here, baby. You got a chance to win this game at Buffalo and finish 9-8 and eight and get into the playoffs. Let it rip. Enjoy yourself. Take some risks. Have some fun. See what you can come up with. And hopefully Belichick coaches that way as well. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to make sure I was getting all the vitamins and nutritional supplements I needed in one place. Now I've been on it for seven months and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy kind of has a mild tropical taste, a little minty, and I actually look forward to it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things you're looking for. I take it first thing in the morning. It's now part of my routine, and I'd be lost without it. I love how it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com bedard. Again, that's athleticgreens.com bedard to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, obviously, look, uh, I'm 14-2 and two against the spread. Greg is 13-3. and three. We're in a really good spot, no matter what happens in this game. But this is a, a very difficult game <laughs> to predict. We don't know when it's going to be played. They're saying one o'clock. We're not sure. Um, we have no idea who's going to play for the bills. We have no idea how the bills are mentally after what happened this Monday. So I'm telling you right now, this pick doesn't matter. I, I don't, I, I would, if you go to Greg and I for any kind of, of help um, for entertainment purposes or, or otherwise, I, I would not take this pick this week from me because I have no idea what to expect, but the line is uh, Bills minus six and a half, Greg. Yeah, uh, like you said, um, you, we don't know how they're going to play this. Um, you know, I think, you know, and I'm sure Sean McDermott is just like, you know, I don't know what to do with my team. And, and, and in that case, is normally these guys just fall back on like, what do we always do? Like, let's not them, let's not ask them to do anything we don't normally ask them to do because that might impact us say, you know, we do get a buy or, you know, whatever. Um, so I think they play this. I think it's going to be extremely emotional in my opinion. Uh, in my opinion, Buffalo and green Bay are extremely similar as far as NFL cities. I think that they, they are, they are the closest to their players um, because they actually, they live in proximity to their players, you know, whereas, you know, yes. in Boston, the players live in Rentham and, and players like that and or places like that. And 
the homes are really spread out while they're in the community and people see them and they visit them on Halloween. It's different in Buffalo and Green Bay where there's not much else to do and you're sort of, you know, locked in together. And as we've seen, you know, the the Bills Mafia, anytime something's going on with one of the players, they're always there's an always an outpouring of support when they come back and they're dug under when they're underneath like five feet of snow. Bills fans come to the airport and dig out the players, which just happened a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, and also, you know, from living in Green Bay, um, you know, you, you see players out all the time. Like you, you're at the same restaurants. You're there, there's just a different connection in those smaller NFL markets. And I think um, all that's going to play into, it's going to be an extremely emotional situation whenever they play this game. I think it's going to help the Bills uh, tremendously. I think McDermott at the end of the day, at least says we're going to go out there at least play the first half. I think they play with their pants on fire for their teammate. Um, feel the love from the stands. I think the Patriots are in a tough situation in this game. Um, so uh, for that reason, I'm going to pick the bills to win uh, by double digits. I was sort of wait on the sc- uh, to, to find out exactly what's at stake in this game, but I'd say something along the lines of bills, uh, 27 Patriots, uh, Patriots 17, um, something like that in this game. Yeah, I, I agree with most of what you said. I'll go Bills minus six and a half. The BSJ uh, member question of the day again, bostonsportsjournal.com, $39.99 on the annual plan. What do we got, Greg, for the uh, question of the day? Uh, so uh, I'm just looking through some of the comments on, you know, I did a, I did my uh, breakdown column finally. This um, Hamlin um, situation has sort of made this a different week. Um, you know, but one of the things I, I'll just, it wasn't so much of a question, even though somebody addressed it. I, I did want to give, and I don't think we did this the other day. Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Cole Strange. I thought that uh, watching this game back a little bit more closely, I thought that this was his best game of the season. Now, you know, did he have Christian Wilkerson opposite him? Um, no. And, you know, so it was a good matchup, but I thought he was really good. I kept, he kept getting into situations where he had to one-on-one pass block. Whereas, you know, in most games, David Andrews is going to help him uh, if he doesn't have someone to block in this game, because Wilkins was over Michael Wenu, who did a really nice job, didn't allow any pressure uh, in this game. Andrews helped him. So strange was more on his own in this game um, for the first time, I think all season. And I thought that Cole Strange did a really nice job. And um, I've been tough on him. I think I've been very fair with him and just giving you an accurate assessment of where he's been as a rookie. But I so in that vein, I also wanted to be fair and point out, I thought Cole Strange had a heck of a game on Sunday. And that's good. And hopefully he can finish up with another one this weekend against a tough Bills front. This will be a tougher challenge for him. But if he can do that, now you're saying, okay, that's a tough rookie season, typical rookie season, but you know, he that's something to build on for him for next year and he will be a very important piece of this team uh going forward. We'll see what happens. Patriots Bills uh, coming up Sunday, maybe, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday, who knows. Uh we'll see when this game is played and how it is played. We'll be back uh, at some point early to mid next week to uh, recap Bills Patriots. Until then, be well, be safe, and, and be healthy. He's Greg Omnick, of course, brought to you by Athletic Greens and our friends at betonline.ag. 